tremendous that's where you are that's what time it is and that's what is happening with me in your ears tonight is sydney band cyber spider killing it on spotify that is cyber spider spelt c-y-b c-y-b-e-r dot it doesn't matter cyber spider a tremendous podcast next to me uh with your host elliot rivetti in the tremendous verse is uh hotch Diaz. Hello there. Oh my God. I'm so happy to be here. Very happy. That energy. I was sleepy and now I just like came like that. I'm just, I'm up now. I'm ready for this shit. I pulled the Hodge Diaz (laughs) on you. Oh my goodness. Oh my God. Nobody will believe it's like, yeah, he was sleeping when he got into the podcast and they just, (laughs) Elliot just screamed some live into him. (laughs) (laughs) I said that to you in the car. I was like, you sure you want to do this? And uh, you were like, no, I just, and because admittedly, you work your ass off. You were just the, uh, the Spanish workhorse and uh, <laughs> you're just killing the game. Can't break this guy's back. And uh, he was like, no, I'll still do the podcast. I, I got some caffeine to him and I yelled, I yelled some Hotch Diaz thunder into him. And <laughs> now we're ready yeah, baby. to talk about stuff. I got my Nazi Ilmatic socks on. I can't lose. <laughs> I'm representing. Uh, I love, I love the podcast, uh, the tremendous uh Fear the tremendous capsule, tremendous verse. Uh, you're 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 losing the audio from me because I'm looking up to look at like your Bob Lazar, uh, Bob Lazar, Bob Lazar as uh, Obni uh, UFO. Sorry, Obni is a Spanish uh, spelling of UFO. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it how do I spell same, it? Like it's Educate. objeto volador no identificado, which means unidentified flying object. This is just a translation. No identificado. It's it's. it's, it's I love that. It's literally <laughs> the same thing, but you learn the acronym and it, like, so I'm seeing your diagrams. I'm glad that's uh that's my Bob Lazar signed Bob Lazar diagram of uh, if you watch the Bob Lazar documentary, he draws a UFO and how the uh, propulsion system works, and it's a signed address to Tiana Ugachaga Chagare and Elliot Rovetti. A sign that even if you have a schizophrenia, the world will <laughs> listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> I am not like I I didn't mean anything. This is a good segue into like I haven't heard like I heard a lot of like things from tremendous here and there before jumping into this. So I don't know if like three episodes ago you guys endorsed like panda genocide and I'm just here and it's like <laughs> <laughs> am I about to be cancelled? Let Elliot? me tell you something, buddy. If we were endorsing pandas uh, homicide or genocide, you wouldn't be here, <laughs> or it would be a trap. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
like, come on, I'm not panda-like anymore. No, like, that's what I was, okay, we have to shout this out, actually. That's a nice segue, because Hotch has actually gone through a, a fucking action Bronson-like uh, body transformation. Um, Hotch, tell the people, uh, would you like to? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, you don't have a choice. I, I, I yeah, it's funny because uh, Lokash, uh, I, I've been in, in, you know, in the Hackpack podcast by Lakash, mm-hmm. uh, by our friend Anthony Lakashio. And in Shout both episodes. Anthony Lakashio, Hackpack podcast. Uh, in both episodes, he mentions my weight loss. So now it just feels like I'm on tour, <laughs> not promoting my <laughs> comedy, not promoting my oncoming frame show, promoting the fact that I lost 52 oh kilos. My God. Bro, you, you should try and be the next um, Subway guy. You should try and be the next Subway guy. Oh, well, like, <laughs> what's his like, name again? Jarl Thuggle. I, I don't like, you know, like the one thing people know, it used to be that the one thing you know about that guy is that he lost a bunch of weight, but not anymore. Yeah, no, <laughs> That is like the one thing we know about that guy is not that. So, like, That's why I think you're a perfect <laughs> rebound, a rebound guy for the Subway campaign. Well, no, Jared. no, because that will be uh, like, Everyone's super <laughs> nervous around me all of the sudden. <laughs> because I, I always get the meatball sub. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, what is in that meatball sub? It's so <laughs> dangerous to our nation's jungles. <laughs> oh fuck! Holy shit! Um, speaking of meatball sub, I was listening to uh, the Community Notice podcast. I hadn't actually listened to the Community Notice podcast. It's a a uh, Sydney podcast run by uh, Andrew Bensley, um, Jamie Kirk, and Alex White. Fucking, and I, I, it's been out for a little while, 44 episodes, and I am enjoying it. I'm eating through them today. Big shout out to that podcast, if you will. But they were talking about Subway today, and I could not stop. I could not, I, could, I didn't have the time, but I almost told my clients that I, I might be late because I had to get me a, uh, a steak and cheese Subway. But um, I don't know why I did a shout out to Subway and a podcast that I had that I'd only just started listening to, but uh, shout out to both of them. I, I love that we'll be like Subway inadvertently created the best slogan ever. Like Burger King, your children are safe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like just leaning into it. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. leaning into it. It's like just they should just be they should start Burger Cop. <laughs> no one's getting raped at Burger Cop. <laughs> I mean, like if you you might get shot if you are. You know that eight percent of the population. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or, um, or Latino, obviously. You're just leaning into a whole different issue. You're like, I thought and, uh, this was safe. Like, Rice is always blacker. <laughs> fuck no! It's like I love, like I love Burger King. When it turns into Burger Cup, I'm basically just like, again, I can get to the counter fine because how I look, but then I speak, I sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, sir, do you have money? <laughs> it's like. Uh, I, w- I was telling one of my friends about that. Uh, you know that I just very recently started driving, right? Dr- yeah, you just and started uh, driving. Um, so uh, Hotch actually came to Australia, did not have his license here. And then I was like, Hotch, did you drive in uh, Spain back at home? And he's like, no, I did not. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, But the thing is, like, my, my brother, who's older than me, was like, I'm a 38-year-old old, thirty man. Yeah. And uh so my brother is giving me instructions, like do you would give it like, and it's like, remember, if you're stopped by a cop, the first thing you do is you turn your lights on so they can see you even if it's at night and you put your hands in the dashboard. Yeah. And uh, and I was telling that to one of my friends who's like a cute white girl and she's like, why would you have to do that? <laughs> 
And it's like, listen, you have to understand, my brother lives in Mexico. Yeah. And the only thing that I, he knows about me is that I live in a country that is not Mexico <laughs> <laughs> while being Mexican. So I understand you think it's misguided, but you know what? I'm going to listen to him. <laughs> That'd probably freak the cops out even more over here. They'd be like, what has he got planned behind his legs? <laughs> <Something like that. laughs> Maybe he's really good at archery with his feet. <laughs> <laughs> that's suspicious shoot him shoot him <laughs> um okay so hotch you uh tell us a little bit about i mean like uh tell the people when maybe you um landed in australia decided to land in australia and where you left sorry sorry uh, so where did you come from where did you come from or okay. like if come from before you came to australia so i uh i've been in a bunch of places i've lived in Six or seven countries in the last ten years. That's sort of my point. Uh, That's okay, what I was yeah. like. You bounced a lot. You bounced around a lot yeah. from. So people like might be trying to pin down his accent, and it's like, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, my accent is mostly Mexi. Like, it's Mexican that's left. So my accent in Spanish is really hard to pin mm -hmm. because I've lived in several Sp Spanish-speaking countries. Mm -hmm. So to my Mexican friends, I sound like weird, like with a Spanish hint. Mm -hmm. But to my Spanish friends, I sound unequivocally Mexican. So yeah. I moved from Mexico to Barcelona. And then while having my main headquarters in Barcelona, I traveled for work for long periods, like up to a year, uh, to London and to Glasgow and to Istanbul and to Milan. So that's quote-unquote leave. Some mm -hmm. of the places are a little bit closer. Uh, Do you like, reckon that that's why your friends are like, uh, that your accents have changed? Like when you go to Milan, they're like, you're speaking like an Italian. Well, no, like it's mostly, so that dichotomy, that joke comes mostly from Spain and and Mexico, both Spanish-speaking countries with a lexicological distance that will be the same between here and, and the UK or the States and the UK. Okay. So imagine that you're oh, American okay, okay, okay. and you moved to Australia for 12 years. Totally. And your American friends are going to think that you sound a little Australian, but, but to your Australian friends, you're always going to sound American. That's a great way of explaining it. It's kind of it. like... Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, like I, I told a lot. And then in 2006, I... 16, sorry. I came for uh, six months to work here. Mm -hmm. Then I went back to Spain. And then for personal reasons and change, and for the people that I work for here, uh, they kind of liked me and they decided to... Uh, invite me to work for them permanently and then in 2018 came to live here permanently beautiful and you're and also I, cuban <laughs> i am i am mexican cuban uh, yeah. that means that i was born in mexico but my i'm first generation mexican both my parents and my grandparents and all the family um it's fascinating i love after it. me are cuban yes. Every, the more and more i dig with you i'm like that's uh, f fascinating because we were listening to some music that i love and he's like Oh, this is like a lot of Cuban slang. If my Mexi if my Mexican friends were listening to this, they probably wouldn't understand a couple of these words because uh, it's completely different. I'm like, that fucking blows my mind that there could be uh, slang like that. Oh yeah, actually, I mean, yeah. but like, yeah, you have to think that Spanish, Spain was was a military empire that that gained a bunch of colonies in the same way that England was. Mm -hmm. So you have to imagine Jamaican and and and. And Australian and American and all the different variations of English, there is absolutely a way to bring a Jamaican guy here to throw words that you wouldn't understand. Oh, that's so that, that's that's exactly the same. So when you explained it to me, it blew my I was like blew my mind. I was like, why haven't you thought about that, Elliot? Like that there was like Well, most people uh, but also it's a very good example because for example, you know the whole thing how you say petrol and gas and you say yes. pants and trousers. True. But the language is the same, so you can understand a British person. Mm. It's the same between a Spanish and a Mexican. Some words will be different, but the language is the same. You can also identif and identify it as well and be like, yeah. oh, that's British as fuck. 
Yeah, and, and and it's the same way. I can hear a Colombian person as like, oh, that accent is Colombian. Exactly. While for you, there probably would sound the same. I would have no chance of being able to tell yeah. the difference. Um, I I just now start to get sort certain differentiations of the Australian accents. Yes. And was like just like that. That that guy sounds super bogan. It's like that. I, that made no sense to me. After two years, I start to polishing my. Yeah, dude. I've been saying this for years, and people have been like, I don't think that's true. But I think that, like, since I was a little kid, I noticed that um, Melbourneers, like Melbourneites, they have, they say, like, their um, E's are like A's. So, like, my name's Elliot, and they'll say Elliot, and they'll say Melbourne, and they'll be like, and people are like, no, they don't, they don't really do. And everybody that I meet from Melbourne mm -hmm. says Melbourne, and all like Elliot, in like a much more, I don't know, I'm saying it like a bogany kind of way mm -hmm. over there kind of thing, but like, it 100%, there are accents um, long enough. And I think I was just, uh, I was listening to a podcast where somebody, I can't remember, it was just saying that the Australia is just starting to be around long enough where they probably have accents that are starting to develop kind of thing. And it's like, oh. they said that as like a joke, but I was like, that's pretty interesting, actually. Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's interesting. I want to make a pause to to talk about your handwriting. It's, oh, yeah. It's, so, like, it's just because I'm looking at notes that you wrote. And, uh, you you got to go to my handwriting because my uh, mouth writing is just so shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's decisively less girly, which is what I was going <laughs> to... I know, like, listen, I know it's 20... Like, I know that there's no hegemonically girly writing, but, you know, when it's like, your letters are all so round and pretty and, like... I don't know how to uh, take that. Like, uh, yeah. It's just, like, you have a beautiful... Uh, I, I made this unnecessarily gendered. It, I was going <laughs> to say, you have beautiful handwriting and then I throw girly in it because well, I'm dumb. You justified it by saying that women actually... Uh, or girls learn, to learn, girls learn to write quicker than boys. Um, and I was like, yeah, I'm aware of that. Well, actually. I don't know how fast you wrote it. I just like, it's, it's pre-written. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just see how it looks. And I remember like my, like, you know, you're in school and like, yeah, like girls have like nicer handwriting. Always like, have nicer handwriting. And uh, it does. It's like, but I just felt like you were saying like I had motherly hips. I, again, <laughs> like, I, and I, I could, listen, this is a learning opportunity. This is a, I could have just said, Elliot, you have beautiful handwriting, so nice and round and understandable. And, and I, made it, and I, I made it unnecessarily gender, and now I'm trying to dig my way out of it. <laughs> no, you're a beautiful so man. Just make this. Like, <laughs> I fucked you up. You try to give me a compliment. And I said, no, what no, do you no, mean by that compliment? A, for all the I'm listeners for all the listeners out there, I made, a, I made a, a decision that was unnecessarily sexist, and I'm paying for it. <laughs> Oh my god, brother tremendous hodge. Tremendous news. News you didn't even know you needed to know at a time you weren't sure that you heard it by people you didn't know you needed to hear it from. Is it the news? Who news? Tremendous news. This just in, New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian is still an idiot. That's right, apparently the only thing this coward is willing to open up are her legs for men outside of her marriage. We'll keep you updated moment to moment with what this dope decides to do. Back to you. And we are back. Oh my God, we are. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, and during the break, we were talking about 
Uh, so my sister is this very crazy person mm -hmm. who made me read things that I was not prepared to when I was <laughs> incredibly young. So my sister is two years older than me. Mm -hmm. And uh, and basically that means that when I was seven and she was 19, or when I was eight and she was 20, <laughs> she will give me whatever she was reading, which means that I end up reading, uh, very importantly, this piece of... of uh, I. I most of the things that I learned to love later, I started reading when I was by no means prepared. Mm. And one of that was uh, Metamorphosis by Franz Kafka. So we were talking about Kafka. and Who I did not know. Uh, which we'll, we'll, uh, we'll take that uh, piece for later. <laughs> but, but, but it's, it's an incredible symbol, incredibly symbolic piece. It's a book that I've read like probably six or seven times. And because when you read it when you're seven, and this is this book about a guy that literally wakes up transformed in a cockroach, in a giant cockroach, and how his family reacts. So one level of, of reading of it, it's an allegory of how families deal with disease and illness. Oh, wow. And it's like, you're so, because he's useless. He he cannot feed himself. He's like, he's a, he's very physically, it's a symbolism in the story that transpires. He's very physically a giant cockroach and his the bed sheets go over his hard segmented body. And, uh, so, and his family locks him up, and it's it's a, it's an allegory of how families deal with illness and disease mm. and death, mm. and and guilt, uh, which obviously when you read it, with it's like whoa, this guy transforms in a cockroach. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a bug. It says actually, it's translated from German. I read it in Spanish. Absolutely. Uh, so it's it's a weird book. Do Germans have the most fucked up stories? It, they do, they do, and also Kafka was a, an actual a, a Czech immigrant. Did uh, he write the thumb sucker, the one uh, where he chops off the kids' thumbs who no, suck their thumbs too much? No, the thumb sucker I think is like a like Kafka is, is uh, died in nineteen twenty, and so and I think that's uh, that's an old kind of like a, a yeah a, a, a old fable. Okay, 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 uh, so okay fable. Okay. Sorry. Okay. So um. But what's important is that Kafka had this relationship with this woman called Milena Jesenka. And Milena Jesenka was, um, so they have like a mostly epistolary relationship. They wrote letters to each other. And uh, and when he died, she wrote this obituary. And, uh, and I do this thing where like I show it to people I love or very recently somebody I, uh, I, I was starting dating and I was like, and she she we talked about Kafka and she she likes it. She moved to Prague where like he did a lot of his writing when on in her twenties just to to learn about the guy. And it's like you sent him, it's like, uh, this is what I sent to my best friend when I first read it and I told her that this is the level of what I want written about me when I die. <laughs> <laughs> Which represents the problem that I am not as talented. So like why would anybody write anything relevant about you? <laughs> <laughs> Is this is this something you do on stage? No, 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 no. This is this is something we were talking on the break, and I have no idea why I decided it will be good, tremendous conversation. I want it in. Go for it. Okay. Don't get excitable. So you got a promotion, an extra two k per year. Brilliant. You can get a new set of Doc Martens, buy some new decent wine for a change, catch a couple of movies, get a pair of Ray Bans, replace your old surfer. Upgrade your mod into 56K. <laughs> or you can put it away, just like you're doing with a chunk of what you're wearing, you're earning before. Parkinson's law says expenditure rises to meet earnings. That's about it. We are back a -roo. 
Oh my God, no. <laughs> no, I wasn't ready. No. No. No, you bastard. Oh my God. Go back. <laughs> no. Go back. <laughs> oh, I've never. That's hilarious. No one's ever done that to me during the back. Go, during and we're back. He just said, had a natural reaction. Panic <laughs> is my natural reaction. Dude, I wish uh, you could have seen the panic on his face. Um, uh, and uh, let's just say foreshadowing, maybe soon you will be, you'll be able to see the, you're not going to be able to see the, the, the panic on his face, but maybe the panic on Tom and I faces later. Anyway, uh, <laughs> what we're going on here is, uh, we're going to do a restart. <laughs> okay. Hotchi Diaz on this podcast, we have a little tradition. Okay. We have a little tradition of ending the show. The people like, and uh, usually it's 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 a back and forth between Tom and I of who's gonna break each other's Kevlar of uh of like not laughing kind of thing. So we we usually do some street jokes. The street joke of the week, Hodge uh, Diaz. Do you have a street joke for us and the people tremendous? Uh, yes. Um, how do you know uh, that your uh, pony is addicted to tobacco? How? It's a little horse. Well, you know, it's, it's a joke. <laughs> it's certainly a joke. <laughs> That's perfect. Uh, That's perfect for the people tremendous. Uh, do you want me to do another one? So if, if it's slightly less bad, you can edit it out. I was going to say, why, why, uh, do you mind if I maybe try another one? I was uh, going to uh, actually, do you, why, I'm going to give you another one. I'm going to give you another two. Give it to me. Uh, so the next one uh, is I read it from a, a, a comedy uh, in Argentina, a comedy magazine. And it's one of my favorite street jokes. And it says, um, the line between anorexia and bulimia is very thin. <laughs> but she thinks she's fat. <laughs> that's a tremendous joke, people. Thank you so much. Uh, uh, also in Spanish. No, Hodge, it, that's it. it makes that's sense. it. Get out of here, Hodge. That's all I ever say. Goodbye to the people, Hodge. No, like it's also. It's over. Goodbye. <laughs>